The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And just as we predicted here on Clubhouse Conversation, the Royals sweep the White Sox, knocking out the Southsiders for the third straight day by one run, this time 5-4, to four, as we welcome you into another edition of Your Dish. On Clubhouse Conversation, it's Davo, where the Royals move to 66-44. and 44. On the season, that's five games ahead of the Yankees now for home field advantage throughout the AL playoffs, and more importantly, six and a half games ahead of Toronto, who continues their white-hot streak. What, eight in a row now for the Blue Jays? Ten of 11, they sweep the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Yikes. Luckily, the Royals, a nice lead over both of those two teams at five and six and a half, respectively. You figure it might come down to that AL East for the top team, although you can't ever count out the Angels or Houston, I suppose, in the West. But for that top seed, I think it probably comes down to the Yankees and the Blue Jays. We shall see, though, as the season moves forward. But we'll talk about, speaking of moving forward, the next three games against the Tigers. We'll get you ready for that series. The rematch uh, that the Tigers just took two of three from the Royals up in the Motor City just a few days ago. We'll talk about that rematch here in just a few minutes, go over the pitching matchups. But first, we talk about this one. And our player of the game is where we start. And I probably should give it to Chris Medlin. I wanted to give it to Medlin so badly. Deserves it after three and two-thirds fantastic innings. Bailing the Royals out of a tough jam in the fourth inning and his good friend Danny Duffy and taking the game through the seventh inning with a worn-down bullpen. I mean, when you don't have Wade Davis available, you didn't have Luke Kochaver available today, you didn't have Holland, so you were minus three guys right there. So it was important that Medlin gave them innings and quality innings, and he did just that. You know, I... Want to give it to him, but we're going to give it to Kendris Morales. I mean, Morales gets his sixth player of the game on Clubhouse Conversation. The leader is nine. That's Eric Cosmer on the season. Kendris now with six. I just give it to him because that two-run oppo home run in the first inning really opened things up for the Royals. Made it 3 nothing and kept the Royals from getting behind when Danny Duffy ultimately struggled. And it, It's just the fact, it's not, even, it's not only that, but it's just the fact that Kendris perhaps should have more than six player of the games. I'll be honest here. Probably should have eight or nine by now. So we got to pad his stats a little bit, right? That's why we give it to him. That, that's the deciding factor because I thought both him and Medlin deserved it. You could also even give it to Rios. Alex with a couple of hits, scores what ended up being the game-winning run on a nice slide below the tag of Giovanni Soto. The catcher could give it to him. Paulo Orlando, another candidate with a first-pitch ground rule double that set up the game-winning run. So lots of guys had great days for the Royals. Mike Moustakis comes out off the bench and makes a great defensive play in the eighth inning. Nice move there by Ned Yost going to him over Zobras. That saved a run, uh, you know, probably... You know, the White Sox ended up scoring there, but that's two runs if Moose doesn't make that play eventually. There's one less out, one more run in. You know, the whole inning could have changed. The Royals could have easily been down right there, potentially saving two runs on that play by Moose. So lots of individually uh, great plays today. Ryan Matson was great. But let's start with the offense, and we'll come back to the pitching here at the end. Kendrick's now 80 RBIs. The two-run homer with one out off Quintana in the first cap to scoring in that frame. But it began with Alcides Escobar. How about a seven-pitch walk from Eski? Seven-pitch walk. That gives the Royals 18 walks in their last four games all of a sudden. And that set it up. Ben Zobra strikes out with Escobar at first and one out. Hosmer ropes a double in the gap, scoring Eski, and of course followed by the Kendrys home run. So that's three nothing. And let's fast forward to the eighth inning. We mentioned Alex Rios, two hits today, including a double. His final hit was a single, 
And he'd become the winning run, obviously. He goes to third on the ground roll double off the bat of Paula Orlando, who's Mr. Clutch. And like we said, the contact play is on. Second and third, one out. And there's been some times this year where the contact play wasn't on with Royos at third. A couple of nights ago in Detroit, when that ball that was up the middle, I believe Infante hit that one as well, would have scored Rios, deflected up the pitcher. I believe that was against Boyd, actually. Pretty sure that was against Boyd, who the Royals face tomorrow. Would have tied the game in that game and gotten Volquez off the hook. But as it was, the contact play was not on there, and Rios froze as he's supposed to, and a chopper back to the pitcher. Today, however, the contact play was on with the infield in. Second and third, one out. Omar Infante... Uh, at the end of the bat, hits it out to Jose Abreu at first, who comes home, but Rio slides in, like I said, under the tag of Soto. And with the Royals having the walks today, the four walks, some timely extra base hits, C. Morales, Kendris, Orlando, Paulo, Hosmer, Eric, all extra base hits to drive in the runs. All the Royals runs today, other than that last one, came that way. The walks, the patience, the slug, and the bullpen get it done. Like I said, let's talk more about Mr. Medlin. His good friend, Danny Duffy. Now, Duff did have seven straight outings of six innings or more coming in. That's obviously snapped today as he goes just three and a third, allowing three runs on four hits, two Ks and a walk. But like I said, Medlin comes in the fourth inning. You got runners at first and third, one out, tie game. You're thinking, okay, clean this up. At the very least, we're down one here, hopefully. Get out of this. Just maybe allow the runner from third, but don't let the guy from first come home. Medlin said, no one's coming home on me. Are you kidding? He strikes out Tyler Flowers. And then gets Gordon Beckham to fly out. That keeps the game tied at three. And then, man, that saves Duffy two run runs as well. And then, man, Medlin goes to work. Three and two-thirds innings allowed just one base runner on a walk. No hits, no runs, three strikeouts for Medlin. Ball was cutting and darting and keeping down in the knees the lower half of the strike zone, as it is when Medlin is great. Awesome job by him. Excited to see him in the Royals rotation in 2016. That'll be hopefully uh, you know, a benef- mutually beneficial move for both people, both parties, as the Royals took the gamble on him and got him cheaper than what they would have coming off his second Tommy John uh, last offseason, bringing him in knowing he probably wouldn't help out the rotation until 2016, could have a big year and uh, become a major bargain contract you know, for the Royals on that side, help them win. And then, of course, Madeline gets a chance to go back in the rotation and gets that second year guaranteed. So a mutually beneficial contract for both sides, hopefully, going into next year. Calvin Herrera, Calvin, I guess now. It's no longer Calvin. I guess everyone's been mispronouncing his name the last eight years. So I'm trying to snap myself back into calling him Kelvin. So it's Kelvin Herrera. There we go. Herrera comes in. He does blow his fifth save of the year, which is quite surprising. doesn't seem like that many. Allowing a run on two hits, but he gets the Royals out of the eighth tide. And then, like I said, the Royals get the lead. No Holland available today. No Davis. No Ho-Chaver available today. So Ryan Matson becomes the guy in the ninth inning. And was he good or what? He talked about after the game how being at the K felt like pitching in Philadelphia back in the World Series and postseason teams. And he pitched like that, like he did back then, too. A 1-2-3 ninth inning with two Ks. And the Royals start off a homestand at 3-0 and on a stand they had to go 6-4 and or 7-3. and You want the 7-3 and at this point. You want the split against the Angels that gets you to 5-2. and And you want the 2-3 out of against Detroit that gets you to 7-3. to And will they get it? I think they will. Let's go over the series. The rematch. And I called it last week the most lopsided Royals pitching advantage of the year. I said that going into the Cueto-Boyd matchup. Uh, you know, number one in Detroit. And of course, the Royals lost because <laughs> that's what baseball is. Boyd comes in since joining the Tigers with that first major league win against the Royals, 1 2 9 ERA, if you want to go by his Tiger stats. Of course, two outings ago, 
while as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays in his outing against Boston, he didn't get a single out and gave up seven runs. So the Royals can hope he reverts to what he was two starts ago as they take him on. Boyd, by the way, in case you missed that game or forgot, Seven innings, one run on seven hits, a couple of Ks. The key, though, was popping the Royals up, pitching them up in the zone. The Royals could not get on top of the ball. They were springing a lot out of the zone, just popping the hell out of the ball. Twelve flyouts were induced by Boyd compared to only three ground outs in that last matchup against the Royals and Cueto. Cueto 0-1, 3-4-6. I guess we're going by all the stats for the new teams. Cueto looking for his first KC win. Seven innings, two runs on five hits, and taking the loss of Detroit in that last game that we've talked about ad nauseum. You've got to believe in front of us what should be a sellout crowd at the K. Johnny Cueto gets his first major league win against Matt freaking Boyd, right? No way the Royals lose Boyd versus Cueto two games in a row as far as those two matching up, right? At home, right? We shall see. I'll I'll take the Royals comfortably tomorrow. We'll think 6-2. We'll say 6-2 Royals game one. Now, Anibal Sanchez, Jordano Ventura, another rematch on Tuesday. Sanchez 10-9, a 4-8-2. Ventura 6-7, 5-2-9. Sanchez coming off six innings, four runs, and five hits against the Royals. Has seen them three times total. Also saw KC back on May 3rd and the 9th. Combined this year, he has 1-1 one one in three outings against the Royals and a 5-6-5. Five, five. So they have hit him pretty hard. Hopefully they can keep that going. This is a true toss-up game because neither Ventura or Sanchez are having very good years, but both are very capable at any point of turning it around, you would think. Ventura, five innings, six runs on eight hits against Detroit was not good as well. Also saw them back on May 8th, six innings, four runs. You probably kind of lean the Tigers in this one, but it's kind of a toss-up game. We'll just say that the Tigers win that game, and it's 1-1. I like the Royals big time in the rubber game. Although, again, a guy they've never seen in Daniel Norris, the lefty, 1-1 with a 5-0-6 against Volquez, who's having quietly one of the better starting pitching years in the American League that you never hear about. I'd say him and Carlos you know, Quintana are two of the guys that are quietly putting together amazing seasons. Volquez 11-6, a 3-1-1, takes on Norris. Like I said, a guy the Royals have never seen in Norris, which could mean bad news if you go by some of the recent matchups over the last few years. 12 Major League appearances overall for Norris. Last time out against Boston, three and a third, five runs on nine hits. Volquez against the Sox was very good on this homestand. Seven innings, one run. On four hits. And for the year, just his second outing against the Tigers. Six innings, two runs earlier in the season. I like the Royals in game three. The Royals find a way to get two out of three. I love them tomorrow. They get that win no matter what. And they find a way to split Tuesday and Wednesday, getting the two out of three and maintaining their at least five game lead for home field throughout the American League playoffs. We'll be back for you, you know, with you again tomorrow night after the game on your dish here again on Clubhouse Conversation. Keep checking out the site, all the interviews, current and former Royals players. Tell a friend. I would love to hear from you. Uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have a good start to your Monday. It's Dave O on Clubhouse Conversation.